Friends, several years ago, I read a remarkable short novel entitled Mr. Blue. The novel was written by a young, devout Catholic man by the name of Miles Connolly. Judging from his book, Mr. Connolly was gifted with not only incredible talent as a writer, but also extraordinary insight into the spiritual life. The book follows the spiritual journey of a man named Blue, who decides to live out his life in radical discipleship, giving his life away. The author, Connolly, expresses in the character, Blue, a philosophy of the necessity of being detached from worldly things if one is to grow in charity and wisdom. Now, I won't spoil the story for those of you who haven't read it, but I would like to read these few lines spoken by Blue. Men are terrified at suffering, at even the thought of suffering. Yet through suffering only can one attain wisdom. Through suffering only can one attain the greatest understanding. And without suffering, it is hard to attain the kingdom of heaven. The last line of that quote sounds similar to what we just heard Jesus say in our gospel reading. Friends, let us think about what Blue, and more importantly, what Jesus said. Are we afraid of suffering? Do we cling to our worldly attachments, not only to our material possessions or our wealth, but to our grasping for admiration or honor, or to satisfying our desires for constant pleasure or entertainment? Anything that consumes and distracts us from focusing on the will of God is something that we need to detach from. As people of faith, we're all called to detach ourselves from thinking and acting in ways that are self-centered and instead strive to grow like God in selflessness, love, and wisdom. Let's take a look at our scripture readings for today. The virtue of wisdom is extolled in our Old Testament reading. The author of the Book of Wisdom reveals that he pleaded in his prayers for wisdom and God granted him his prayers. It is obvious that he was given greater wisdom as he goes on to say that he esteemed the gift of wisdom as of greater value than any riches, power, honor, health, or even light. God's granting of wisdom kept him close to God and as Saint Ignatius once prayed, Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. In the second reading of today, we hear the author of Hebrews state that the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. This vivid description of God's all-knowing knowledge is to remind us that the same scriptures that inspire us to virtue and wisdom also challenge us and clearly present the sacrifices we must make if we are to be faithful to God. God knows the depths of a person's heart, his deepest thoughts, attitudes, and tensions, and because we will all have to render an account to God, we are all being called to a conversion now before that day comes. This brings us to our gospel reading for today. 
we hear from St. Mark that an apparently very rich man runs up to Jesus and pays him great homage. This man then sincerely asks Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus responds to him by first probing if the man truly understands that he is in the presence of God. Jesus then lists some of the Ten Commandments to which the man responds that he has been faithful in observing those laws since his youth. Jesus then does two things. He looks at the man and loves him. Jesus is aware of the man's sincerity and integrity and he has carefully observed the Ten Commandments all his life. He tells the man to go sell what he has, give it to the poor, and then follow him. Jesus assures this man that he will then be guaranteed treasure in heaven. Jesus has asked this man to place himself in solidarity with the poor by giving the proceeds to them, and he asked to become dependent on God's providence by following him. We are told that the rich man went away sad because he had many possessions. He was unable to bring himself to detach from his wealth or properties, not even for eternal life. Friends, when you think about it, it is quite a sobering thought that this man turned down the invitation that Jesus offered him. It was the first time in scripture that our Lord's invitation to discipleship had been directly refused. But this encounter was necessary and Christ didn't want the significance of this encounter to be lost on his disciples. His disciples may have thought that our Lord's call to this man was in some way tailored only to the man himself. Christ, Christ takes the occasion of the rich man's departure to instruct his disciples about the danger of having wealth. And he tells them how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus wanted to warn his disciples about the spiritual complacency that can result from material wealth. He wanted to make the disciples and us aware that if a person's earthly needs and desires are well satisfied, it is easy for that person to be tempted to trust in one's status, wealth, and abilities as a substitute for trust in God alone. Attachment to wealth will also keep us focused on ourselves instead of the needs of others. So what does this mean for you and I? First of all, we have all benefited by having the rich man ask Jesus the important question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? We all now know by Christ's answer that over-attachment to worldly goods is a big obstacle to entering heaven. Father Jacques Philippe wrote, quote, the Lord asks only an attitude of detachment at the level of the heart, a disposition to give him everything. He leaves us in peaceful possession of many things when they are not bad in themselves and can serve his designs. The proper attitude then is simply to be disposed to give everything to God without panic and to allow him to do things his way 
in total confidence. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta wrote, here is another paradox. When you don't have anything, then you have everything. Having nothing liberates you in unimaginable ways. Be careful what you become attached to. In the end, we have to give it all up anyway. But it is not true that we leave this world with nothing just as we came into this world with nothing. We can't take things and money with us, but we can take all the love we have allowed God to fill us with. Friends, as we receive the Eucharist today, let us reflect on how we are being given a share in the life of Christ, which is always self-giving and always oriented to others. When we leave Mass, let us remember that we are to share with others his self-giving love. One last thing, I would like to recommend to you that you get a copy of Mr. Blue and read it. If you've never read it before, it would be a great book for a family book study, especially if you have teenage children. Grandparents, perhaps you could persuade your teenage grandchildren to read it with you. It is a fascinating book that explores the spiritual journey of someone responding to God's call to enlarge his heart, his soul, and his understanding. This is what Jesus was calling the rich man to, and this is what he is calling each of us to also. <laughs>